Hello, hello. I am Karen Jean-François, and this is the Women in Data podcast. Join me every other week to hear data professionals discuss how data is used in various industries, get inspired, get your field of tips to help you overcome challenges on your career and feel great. Let's get straight into it. This is episode 26 of the Women in Data podcast, Democratizing Data for Better Business Decisions. I am joined today by Natasha Jocelyn, co-founder of We Are Mojo, a data agency that helps businesses use their data to accelerate growth. In this episode, Tash reflects on her career, starting with her time at Dunhamby. For those just starting in the field or those based outside of the UK, Dunhamby is a global leader in customer data science, best known for working on Tesco's loyalty program. Tash then moves to talking about data literacy, sharing her views on topics such as the best approach to use data analytics to answer business questions, on matching projects and data professionals, but also on her views on the fact that data literacy should start with the leadership board of a company. Hi, Tash. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm really good. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me today and come talk about everything data and talk about We Are Mojo as well. You're welcome. Please talk to you. <laughs> Before we, we start digging into it, could you tell us a bit more about who you are, what you did so far in your career and what brought you to where you are today? Yeah, sure. So, so I've actually had a career of, within data for, for over 20 years. I, I graduated in late 90s with a management science degree, which is actually really, really data stats, computer science orientated. And I probably didn't know how powerful that kind of subject area was at the time. And then I was lucky enough to join a company called Dunhamby. So I joined there as a graduate and I worked there for five years. If anybody who knows Dunhamby, which most people within this industry will, it was enabled me to have some amazing foundations and frameworks for, for how to use data within a business and how to analyze it, manipulate it, and sort of like understand the structure of data. So it was a great foundation for me to be able to understand how data can be used for businesses. And I probably didn't realize at the time how advanced they were within their field. When I left there, which was early 2000s, and I went to join marketing and advertising agencies because I wanted to understand more around the application of data within the marketing industry. So we've done a huge amounts of building segmentations and modeling. And actually, I really wanted to understand how businesses were applying it. And it really gave me the opportunity to also work with different types of data moving sort of like away from quite transactional and high frequency FMCG data, but also looking at other industries. Like I think my first client was working in the automotive, which was oh, wow. a hugely different, hugely different environment compared to FMCG. You know, it's at the opposite end of high frequency, low value. When you're looking at high value, low frequency, how do you use data to start helping an organization to be able to connect closer with their with their customers so it was a really great opportunity for me to use all my data skills that I had but actually to start thinking about using them in a more application way and then worked within the advertising marketing agency up till two years ago until we started 
We Are Mojo and working very fortunate to be working with huge amounts of blue chip clients and across multiple industries. I've worked with, spent a lot of my time on working on IKEA, working on Boots, working for National Trust, O2, insurance companies and charities to really give me that sort of breadth of understanding about how industries work and how differently they're using data. And um, I think one of the reasons we wanted to start We Are Mojo is because actually data means a lot of different things to different people. And when you have a look at different industries, there's a lot of industries which are held up as being great data-driven entrepreneurs and really driving the innovation within that. But they're still actually quite a small portion of businesses. And there's a huge amount of businesses, which actually, when you start to get into the lid of the bonnet, data is just not being used as much as it possibly could be. And I think the smaller, sort of like more medium-sized organisations, which are turning over a lot of money on an annual basis, they possibly haven't got the skills and the resources to be actually be able to tap into some of the great data resources that are out there, or even thinking about how data can support their businesses. It's funny that you're saying that because I guess being in the industry, it does feel like everybody talks about data, everybody wants to use data, and maybe we're having this false sense of how many companies are actually making the most out of their data. You were talking earlier about starting at Dunhumby and I have a feeling that everybody who's been working in data for a while has either started at Dunhumby or EMEA or a very similar yeah. organization. A lot, so. of, a lot of um, people who I know went from Dunhumby to EMEA and actually yeah, there's a lot of people within this industry who are really high forming really really leaders within this space who I was lucky enough to work with who are doing some great stuff within the industry so some some amazing stuff and I I was very lucky to be involved in that and exposed to that at at such an early stage of my career it was an amazing start to my career. Coming back to Mojo and how the fact that you wanted to help businesses use their data how was it born? So it's born, so basically my business partner even, Rachel Morgan Schaffner, she had to go back to her maiden name of Morgan to make Morgan, We Are Mojo work, as in Morgan Jocelyn work. We had worked with each other for the last probably 14 years in various different agencies. She came from a Wonderman background and worked around many of the different marketing agencies. And we both had a very, very similar outlook. And we both have a very similar outlook about how we could use data to really support businesses moving forward. And I think it was also feeling that there was a slight gap in the market between the pure play data science and businesses to embrace using data. So that's how we sort of incorporated creating this data mindset which bridges the gap between the two. Because often we found that companies will be looking for a data scientist. And actually, when you start to unpack it, they don't really know what they want from that data scientist. It's a catch-all. I know there's a lot of debate about data science as a title, but that yes. a lot of people will have it within a business environment, especially if they're putting a brief out to a recruiter as a catch-all for anything data. So that in their minds, it could be that they need to support improving the Excel reports that are being driven. There's a lot of organizations out there who haven't, who are different stages of their data journey. So there's a lot of organizations out there who are still running off Excel spreadsheets. 
who are doing all their infantry, all their ordering, and they haven't even got their data and a structure to be able to start driving any useful either customer insight or trending insight, product penetration. So some of the basic stuff, a lot of organizations of reasonable sizes are really not utilizing. So where we thought, where we wanted to be and where we've been really successful is like helping businesses to determine what they really need from a data point of view, understand where they currently are on their data journey and sort of like develop a data strategy which reflects where they are because it could be that you know we've also had other clients they bought all the kit so they've got all the latest platforms they've got looker they've got snowflake and it have pulled it together and it all works and they don't know what to do with it they're still actually exporting it into excel to be able to do the same reports that they've always done yeah that's a lot of money invested in work Exactly, a lot of money. And but it's it's mainly because there isn't that kind of data mindset to be able to go, right, actually, how could we use this data? What are the questions that we would really be beneficial for us to know as a business to be able to then ask of the data to help us drive it forward? And I think, which ultimately that's what we want to be doing, is helping businesses have more informed strategic decisions based on evidence and or evidence supporting those big decisions. But it, you need to have the businesses to understand the data. So the businesses need to become more data literate. And also on the flip side, the resources, depending on the kind of company, the resources of the people who are doing the data really need to be couching it in a way that can be used. Most people within who have been in analytics environments have spent a lot of time building models and creating the most amazing hundred slide presentation all for the CEO or whoever they're presenting to cut it short after the second slide because there's either a number wrong or it's sort of not really pitched in the right way or it's too confusing or it's it's actually it's basically doing a showcase of how great the analytical project was but it wasn't really looking at how to solve the business problem and we need to bring those two closer together And I think it's on both sides. I think often we feel that it's the people who are more technical, more analytical need to sort of improve their storytelling, which is true to a certain degree. But there's a lot of lot of work in that space. But I think it's also on the business side. They really need to be thinking about how can data support them and what are those business questions and helping brief the analytics and teams and working together to say, right, how can we solve this problem? I am loving this, Tash. Thank you so much for saying this because being on the, the analytics side, so it's always in maybe a bit less now because everybody's talking now about data tr- translator. But I remember a few years back, everybody was talking about, oh, the unicorn having the analyst or the data scientist who was very sharp on business, so understanding exactly the business need, being able to present their work, but also doing all the analytics behind and doing that. While all we had was having someone telling us, oh, here is some data, deal with it. We- Yeah, and I think even now there there is this problem of people because data is so big, everybody who has data and who wants to be using data wants to showcase how much Mm. they can do without thinking about, okay, what are we trying to solve? And then you can end up working weeks, even months on a project and not being able to use it at the end because there was no value for the business. 
or yeah. it was too complicated for to be able to explain to someone and for people to to onboard it in their strategy so is that something you're dealing with with the with your clients yeah we've definitely seen that where our clients possibly commissioned some work so they've commissioned some work which they think they know what they've asked for but there wasn't really time or they never really invested the time or to be able to really work with the people who they commissioned to be able to get the data to to get what they were looking for so they a level of disappointment has always arised so therefore because they had some amazing outputs from those projects but often we have clients who have been a bit stung by that because they think they're often really expensive projects as well and they don't necessarily want to repeat that so it's actually recreating an area of where people feel they don't feel confident to be able to commission another kind of data project because they want to be able to use it so I think sometimes where we come in is in that situation we've helped work with translating what has actually been done and then thinking about what potentially needs to be done going forward because I think it can be that it hasn't all the pieces of the jigsaw aren't being looked at either so if it's just a pure play analytical project but and actually the recommendations are to apply it to personalization on the call center or improving your automation of communications if they haven't got the tools or the capability to do that then that's actually wasted again so it's actually it's a context of what is actually being done and how they can apply those learnings because as i said a lot of organizations are on different journeys you can actually if if an organization's at the beginning of their journey something very very simple and focusing them in the right way just to understand who their customers are can actually be breakthrough for a lot of companies because they're not even thinking in that way so going in with a highly complex model which predicted churn if they don't even know who their customers are it's hard to start applying that yeah so it's starting with the right question Do you think there is also something around wanting too much out of the data? So always wanting to have all the data available, so all the data possible, all the key metrics possible, and then people get lost into that. Yeah, I think there's a lot of comfort people think is just like, you can get into a trap of future-proofing everything, so everything needs to be considered and thoughtful. And I get that, and I understand that. But it's also you learn from doing, you learn from having. So if you start off with having just some data or a few metrics, and actually so I actually advocate having fewer metrics because I think it helps you pinpoint what you really, really want to do. But that will create other decisions. If you're sort of like going, actually, blank piece of paper, we want everything I would guarantee 50% of that would be wasted because you haven't thought about how you're going to use it. It's almost like if you think about what you want to use, make that happen, and that will then prioritise where you can go next and what are you going to do that and how are you going to do that. And if I'm honest, I think a lot of that comes from not taking the time from a planning perspective. It's easier actually to say, we want everything. We want to know about everything. But the brain can't necessarily compute it all because you just get into analysis paralysis perspective. And actually, there's always more you can do. But actually, in reality, just because you've got more, are you going to actually do more with it? And, you know, you might find that you've done a model to the 0.001% accuracy, 
but is that really for some situations if it's like you know you've got millions and millions and millions and millions of customers that's probably appropriate but if it's financial but if it's just to sort of give a trend of how your organization is moving or how your customers are buying or looking to see where there's downtime or uptimes having that level of accuracy which probably will increase the amount of resources to do that is probably not necessary so it's like it's almost like understanding when enough is enough and when is good enough to make those decisions because I think we've all done it I've done it I've gone into a massive rabbit hole before now trying to find the perfect answer and actually never got to that analysis because it wasn't even used yeah and then you you do feel frustrated after that if you're the analyst working on it if you you think you spend months working on something and then it just went to the bean yeah yeah it's very frustrating and actually that is frustrating and it's if it's not properly explained to the analyst I know that throughout my career um working with analysts analysts get very frustrated because they feel like they're behind the scenes as well And actually, feedback to the analyst is really, really important because actually depends on how the organisational structure is. And I think analysts should be much more forefront in that the decision making part. But it can be really disheartening if you don't know where your work is actually being applied. I often would hear, how is it being used? Nobody wants to hear, well... We, we in, in the gone in the day we used to print out huge huge presentations and from the segmentation perspective and used to, the the worst things would be here as being it's been used as a doorstop or it's you know it's, it's been tucked away in the cupboard kind of thing it's the same kind of thing nobody wants to feel that their work isn't being valued and especially when we do have this skill shortage of amazing talented analysts and uh, people who are coming through some of the great courses now um, who are being taught all these amazing new skills we want to be making sure that they are supported used correctly there's again there's stories of phd students being recruited as, as data scientists and they're just manipulating excel sheets and that's very sad <laughs> yeah, yeah and it's and that is because the organization hasn't decided haven't taken the time to really work out what they need And then this poor PhD student will fail because the expectations are, and also they'd leave because it'd be massively boring for them to be manipulating from Excel sheets. I feel like it's always a story with two sides. So skill storage with businesses not knowing exactly what they want is creating the issue because they're hiring people to do a job that they might be overqualified for. But then you also have, on the other hand, analysts and data scientists who don't have visibility, especially when they're coming in the market. They don't have visibility of what's to be expected when joining a job. I've had many people either coming out of university or finishing their degree or trying to transition into data science coming and telling me there is so much to learn. I don't know where to start. I feel like I'm learning all this and then I'm always learning and never being able to apply the work it feels like it, there needs to be some clarity on both sides on what it is that that you need to get to answer your business questions but also from the data scientist or data analyst side what it is that you need to be able to do a specific job if you see what I mean it can be very challenging especially if you've just come out of college and you're just trying to find your feet because you probably end up doing what people have asked you to do but the problem is if they've been asked you to do stuff which isn't right they it's hard to challenge that I think 
building the those kind of understanding and clarity skills are really important to be able to question what they've been asked to do as well I think will help move this forward it is a complicated marketplace as well because there's so many different types of roles out there people who aren't in the industry will just say data people who are in the industry will recognize that there's like data engineers data scientists data analysts specific data project managers they've got all the different types of skills that make up the output of data sometimes it's not necessary for somebody who's interested in data and has a mathematical and logical brain to go down the heavy coding point of view it could be that they're actually they're more interested in how do they do visualization or how do they do data storytelling or how do they data translator to be able to be an advocate for how people use the data in in the business so I think it can be quite daunting because the technology is moving quite quickly, very quickly. Are we up on the latest coding capabilities? Where do you focus effort? Do you, you know, where do you put your head? Um, where do you put your hands at? Because you can't know everything. It's impossible to be an expert in all the different technologies, all the different coding capabilities, all the different modeling techniques. Sometimes it's just an understanding the pieces of the jigsaw and how it fits together and it's possibly a little bit like people aren't necessarily aware of them as much as possibly people have been in the industry for a little while coming into it it probably just feels a data science does that data scientist does everything because that's sort of what has been portrayed quite a lot but they're, they're those roles in any organization who's got a huge data resources will have multiple roles to do different things because it's there's different skill sets involved in making the data available compared to analysing the data to compared to creating a, a predictive model. They all use different kinds of skills. Yeah, so for from what I'm hearing for the skis and to make sure that everything works well is understanding what you're trying to solve as a business, how you're going to use your data to do that, but also understanding who is going to do what. So not matching the wrong question to the wrong analyst slash scientist or even data engineer yeah I think so absolutely I mean I think you know I know some amazing data engineers but they could not build a model but it doesn't mean that they're they're not great at, at data it's, it's just, just a different job yeah they're different jobs they're different jobs some organizations don't have the luxury of having enough people but then they probably don't have the complicated data so it's just like <laughs> Just trying to work out, and that's when some tools and can be really useful, and you can morph data, different roles and stuff like that. But and that's what we're quite good at doing to be able to help people to be able to determine what kind of information, what kind of data, what kind of infrastructure, what kind of resources you need to become more data driven in your organisation. Is there any advice you would give to to a company starting their journey into data and trying to leverage their data? I mean, I think it's probably a little bit how you just summarized it is actually trying to work out what the actual questions are that you want to be looking at from a business. But I do think that businesses and business leaders, they really need to have an appreciation of what data they have. And this isn't, not, this isn't necessarily a natural thing for a business person to do. And they'll just think it's an IT job. But I think actually understanding what data they have and the limitations of that data 
will give them a realistic view of what they can and can't do. Look, there's a lot of magic out there and a lot of people are saying AI and machine learning, which is very useful. And for some organizations, it's going to be massively innovative. And I think it has to come from the, the top because I think they need to embrace this because it's such an important part. So if they outsource it to the junior data scientists and all they've got to play with is very, very limited data, which they can't do anything with, the leaders are going to be disappointed. So they really need to understand what they've got first. And actually, they need to be the champions of it. And they need to be the ones to take it seriously. I went around the houses a bit on that. So <laughs> I, think, I think it's a really great point of view. And I totally agree with the fact that nowadays, more and more people are using data. Data is going to get democratized. And yeah. people at the top need to understand what data they have and how it can be used. So thank yeah. you so much for coming and sharing your, your insights with us. You're welcome. I've really enjoyed talking to you, Karen. So yeah, thank you very much for inviting me onto your podcast. Thank you for listening to the Women in Data podcast. If you don't want to miss the next episode, make sure you follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on LinkedIn. You can also register to the community for free by heading to womenindata.co.uk. We would love to hear from you, so don't be shy and drop us some feedback or a review. This will help us enhance the content and bring the guests that you want to hear from. Have a great day.